0: Excuse me. Can I quit this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I told Eddie Murphy to stay in college so he'd have something to fall back on. <laughs> I <did> great advice. <laughs> Jackie, how about the lighter side of history? The lighter I'm side. I got done laughing at my joke. Okay. I know a lot of things and I share them on the podcast and you don't care. What are we talking about? With... I can't get a word in edgewise (laughs) on this show. I mean, it's... Here's how we sell it. Okay. (laughs) Hello,
1: I am Jackie Martling, and this is... Peter Bales. And uh, this is our wonderful podcast, and I just flew in from Las Vegas, and I'm not going to say it, and I was reminded of so many things at a uh, nice couple of shows at a place called The Plaza in downtown Las Vegas, which the entire, the entire town smells like marijuana. The entire town. People walk along smoking joints this big. It's Are
0: you sure it just wasn't an aura around you?
1: No, no. I, I haven't had a talk about <laughs> God three or four or five minutes. And, um, but I was reminded we were talking about stuff, and I saw some old friends, some great old comedy friends, and we're talking about jokes and stuff. And I don't know if you know the story, but I talked Rodney Dangerfield into taking me to, to Las Vegas with him. And we went to Fort Lauderdale first, and I met you and all the guys down, down at the comic strip. And I'll cut to the chase on this, and because I had said, let me come with you. You know, we'll go through jokes. You know, people send you jokes we can go through. Maybe you'll miss one, and you know. So we're sitting in this room, wrecked, because that's how he rolled. And he's reading jokes and passing them and reading jokes, and he passes me one, and I go, boss, what are you doing? I called him boss because it made him nuts. I said, what are you doing? This is the greatest joke. He said, well, what are you talking about? And I, I said, this is, a, this is the, the absolute best fat joke, ugly joke rolled into one. You think so? Yeah, it's unbelievable. And I wasn't being a wise guy. I wasn't being a jerk. And the way he did it was he had his act, and if he had a new idea, he would put it in brackets either above or below where he wanted to put it, and that's how he would remember where to put it. And we've talked about this before. If you're a comedian and you're watching another comic and the comic bombs a joke, there's a distinct rhythm to where the comic tells the joke. There's no laugh. And then the other comedians scream <laughs> with laughter <laughs> to make sure the guy on stage knows that they noticed that nobody laughed at the joke. <laughs> so this is the major showroom at the Aladdin Hotel in in Las Vegas, and it it turns out, people think this is a funny joke, it was just a little too much for people to swallow all at once, I guess, or something. But he's going along in this thing, and all of a sudden he goes, yeah, this girl, she was fat and ugly, (laughs) she was fat and ugly. She had a hairdresser for each armpit, (laughs) which I thought was the perfect fat girl, ugly girl, and I mean, it was like somebody pulled the plug on the room. It went completely quiet. And I'm half loaded in the back and I am screaming like he was pissed for two days. He thought <laughs> I set him up. He thought I teed him up. I said, No, that's really funny. They're idiots. <laughs> and everybody I've ever told that joke to it's a funny joke.
0: But Okay, so why didn't it work? I already have an idea. Why I think it didn't. because
1: it's too much too much joke. Too in, much in, joke.
0: Because, as John Cleese said, and I say when I teach comedy, two things Fat and ugly at the same time. Two things happening on stage at the at the same time is not twice as funny. It's half as funny. It's too much because for pe- because the audience diverts their attention. Too much too much for people to Absolutely. swallow. But Absolutely. But it was so funny. But I it, it, it I see why you thought it is funny. I, I think it's funny. Did very I ever funny. tell
1: you what I did to Brian Regan? No. Brian Regan, who is a really really funny comic and so successful and he makes a fortune and he's been all over up and down around but in like 1980 we're all working at the comic strip and he's cooking the steaks and he's sweeping up for a, a pittance of money but so joe the manager would give him some stage time and he starts doing well and he's got like five good minutes or ten good months and finally he's doing well enough on sundays or thursdays joe's going to give him Ten minutes on Saturday night in the height of the packed crowd with the regular guys, and he's so thrilled. Of course I gotta bust chops. I said, Brian, you know it's really fun when the comics interact with each other because the people in the audience get a kick out of that because it shows like a you know, like a brotherhood, you know, like a, a bonding. And I said, You know what? In the middle of your act. Say, I had a date with Siamese twins last night. And I'll yell from the back, did you have a good time? And you say, yes and no. <laughs> would you so be, stupid. Said, and people think it's, it's like Evan so Costello. It's so funny. <laughs> he's like, oh, that's great. And he's thrilled that he's going to interact with me. You know, hes I mean, he's still mad to this day. <laughs> but he's like, you know, I'm helping him out and I'm killing. I'm like, not headlining, but I was going on last and really destroying the place. So he's excited that he's going to do this. And he's doing fine. He's five or seven minutes in and he's got them and they're rolling. And he goes, so I had a date with Siamese twins last night and I yelled, how was it? <laughs> you know what's gonna happen? Which, which is a dead end. There's no one. And he was like, I'll, I'll, and it was quiet. And of course, I, love it. I screamed and screamed and yelled, and he's and he's still pissed. And now he's a multi-millionaire. He's not talking to me. I don't even know if that's an old trick or whether that was just Martin coming up with something really mean. You know?
0: Oh man! I
1: mean, talk about I harmless know. pranks. You know, that was just great. You know?
0: He's not really mad at you to this day. Ah, who knows? <laughs> I love when one joke can kill an act. You know, it can kill a set. Uh, if, you, you ha- if you have the audience, you should be able to keep them even if you miss with one. But sometimes things happen. Uh, by the way, you know, you're talking about Mustache Pete's, one of the original $40 in the Cheeseburger Clubs that Jackie used to book in New Jersey. I still
1: have the book that Ron Richard gave me, and uh-huh. this page is in his handwriting, and this page is in my handwriting. I have scans of it, and it's like Seinfeld, Reiser, Miller, oh. Bales, Murphy... And it's so funny because everybody's name is the last name, but I'm Jackie. <laughs> it's like Seinfeld, Bales, Everybody. Jackie. Overton, Riser, Jackie. And then all of a sudden it became my handwriting, you know, and it went to Woods, yeah. Horton, you know.
0: I got to tell you, a very funny comedian from New York City, Bill McCarty, was performing at Mustache Pete's. And he was doing a routine about growing up Catholic and going to Catholic school. I will never
1: forget the first time I saw McCarty's act because I saw it again last night. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. Go ahead. (laughs) He'll never
0: never talk to you again. (laughs) And I gotta tell you, somebody got mad about the religious nature of the material and threw a glass at him that missed him by a couple feet and and broke the window behind the Really. I'll never forget that. And he stood there. Because that th- stuff happen- that almost never, ever, it, ever that happens. That almost never happens. People ask us about hecklers. That is rare. People like to join in and be part of the show and help you. But the actual hostile heckler is very, very rare. But, Jackie, i got to tell you this. Uh, Catch a rising star. Late. Jerry Seinfeld is on. The room has what we call broken. And it's late and it's... They're tired. So Scattered. Probably, sca- probably about half the audience has left. But there's a good half left, and just the way it worked out, they're all sitting on one side of the room. Half of the audience still laughing at a young Jerry Seinfeld who's working out his material at Catch a Rising Star, very, very late, probably 1, 1.30, something like that. Okay, On the other side of the room, there's one table. And Jerry's obviously performing to the half that's there, and they're laughing and having a good time. And the one table over here is not paying attention, talking loudly and being rude. And Jerry stopped and in his way said, would you please stop talking? We're trying to have a good show here. Thank you. And he went back to his act for about 10 seconds, and a glass flew up on the stage towards Jerry, missed him by about two feet, slammed against the back of the stage. Jerry dropped the mic and just stood there. The whole room went quiet. The bartender, who was also the bouncer, comes out. And we're all seeing what he's going to do. And he walks over to the table, leans in to talk to them. We expect them to be thrown out. Jerry's standing on the stage watching all this. And the bartender talks to them for about 45 seconds, stands up, walks to the stage and says, Jerry, you have to leave the club now. Oh, no. And they took Jerry off the stage and out and into a cab and away from Catch a Rising Star. Because this was a table of scary people, of scary, connected scary people that you could not talk to in a negative way. And the joke for the longest time was, you know, Catch a Rising Star is the only club where they throw a glass at the comedian, and they throw the comedian out. Oh
1: gosh, that's so great. You know, and I mean, it's so horrible, but it's so great. And
0: our friend John DeBellis, an SNL writer and terrific comedian, was on Next, and he goes, I'm not going on Next. I'm not going on Next, and he, <laughs> yeah, le- he left, yeah. you know. Uh, it was uh, it was one of those forget moments, uh, you know, Forget that whole new Italian routine he had. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right, Wow. You
1: know. Uh, um, what a story, you we, know? I used to book a place called The Park Lounge, which was- I the, remember it. Do I you remember it really? well, yes. And, in the same rotation, you probably worked it five times, and, um, oh God, there was one, I, I don't know if I can say this, it was, there was a girl that really liked me, and we fooled around all the time after the show.
0: Go ahead, but she had, say the name.
1: Oh, I don't know her name, but she had oh. bright red hair, <laughs> This is a true story. This is so disgusting. She had bright red hair. And one week she had, it was Christmas time, swear to God, and she had a huge pimple. But the pimple had come to it like a head. Okay. And it was so big. Take it, the children out of the room. No, no, it was so big that it was literally green. And I looked at her, and she had the red hair and the green <laughs> pimple. I'm thinking. That's very Christmassy. (laughs) (laughs) I swear. I swear and all that's holy. But I'm... Jerry Diner, who used to be Jerry Dinnerstein, is on stage. And there's a motorcycle guy sitting there, full leather, the whole thing. And he very... Not innocently, but he's doing his thing and all this thing goes... And look, we got a Hell's Angel here. And all of a sudden, it was a little crazy. And the owner said, you got to get him out of here. And I... He re- I said, listen, I got to do the show and he went out and put him in the back seat of my car laying on the floor so they couldn't find him. <laughs> the guy didn't care that he got pointed out. What he was mad at was that Jerry called him a Hells Angel. And he wasn't a Hells Angel, he was, uh, now I'm not going to remember, but the other motorcycle club from Long Island, like the the, the Pythons or whatever they were called. It's like, you know. Oh, you're a Yankee. No, I am not. I'm a Met, you yeah. know, like and, oh, and I, that's I, I, what offended him. That was I just thought that was the fun. And you couldn't go up and make a joke about it, you know. Ah, oh, what that's 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 incredible. And
0: so listen to this one. What's Jackie.
1: incredible was it was I had to, I had to thank the guy cuz Jerry was not funny. So at least we got him off the stage.
0: <laughs> the late Jerry Diner who was a wonderful guy yes he passed away oh, I had no idea yeah so you want to take that back that comment on what he's not still dead <laughs> he's, he's the late Jerry Diner he's do you know about Vince D'Antona yes I love Vince D'Antona how much do you know about him uh, a lot I he was I admire the fact that he's a Vietnam veteran and a guy a went tunnel to rat Vietnam was a little guy
1: that could go anywhere, so that he was invaluable in Vietnam, and to entertain the guys over there, he became a ventriloquist. So he's a ventriloquist, and he was good at, you know, the old stainless wooden wooden penis jokes, but he, he was just delightful. I did a lot on the road with him. And he met a girl, but of course she wanted to be in show business. His girlfriend, Jan, wanted to be in show oh, business. Oh, I remember her. So she got a dummy but her dummy was way too big. So they'd be on stage together, and he had Ch- Chuck, Chuck Wood, or Chuck, Chuck Wood was. That, that was David, that, that was, yeah. So it was, it's, it's Charlie Splinter, whatever it was. Wait, his dummy. Yeah, Vince's dummy. Was George. Jo- all right, 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 all right, okay, so Vince had George, and Jannie had some big, almost looked way oversized yeah. doll, she had no sense of humor, Right, she couldn't work the ventriloquist doll, but insisted on being the act. But they did the act together, because after the show, they would go to the bar, and she would pick up girls, and they would bring home a girl, and Vince... And her and the girl would fool around. So he's, he's like, I don't care about my act. Look at Mrs. is. <laughs> <laughs> like for a year or two, he was well, in heaven.
0: Yes, you have to have your priorities I, straight. I,
1: I just, I just thought that was. I mean, and I don't know if you remember, they were excruciating. Oh, he you
0: know, as a solo act was, was fine, awesome, beyond fine. He was awesome and technically the best ventriloquist I've ever seen. He uh, and, and he was such a nice guy. He perfected the Ford whisper. Little history to make up for the pimple routine before. It's a true story. uh, That's a ventriloquism. (laughs) Ventriloquism developed in the Ford uh, auto plants because the workers were not allowed to talk to each other because they might form a union and ask for a raise. So they learned how to talk to each other without looking at each other and without moving their lips. And that developed into ventriloquism in the early part of the 20th century. Do
1: you realize Henry Ford is rolling over in his grave right now? It's true. Well, well, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. But well, just, listen, yeah. we were gonna, we are going to do more ventriloquism stories in the future. I w- just want to end on one thing. Vince's father worked for a plastics company that made the letters that went on the side of airplanes. You know those big letters like a TWA 9ZX73? And his father made 5,000 yellow 922 wine stickers out of that non-destructible plastic. I have no idea where they are, but they gotta be somewhere because (laughs) (laughs) they're indestructible. indestructible. And I ask everybody, somebody said, oh, well, Vince was a good friend of mine. I saw somebody at Governor's, oh, Vince is a good friend. D- did you know his family? And you know,
0: uh, yeah. you want to get your hands on those stickers, if you. Can. I
1: would like to see one, so my story is, you know. And next time we will tell some nine two two one sticker stories. And that nine
0: two two one is the phone number for Jackie's legendary joke line.
1: Forty two years, 516-922-9463. nine two two nine four six three. We'll see you later. Dial it now.
0: Hey, a new episode of Stand Up Memories every. Wednesday. How exciting is that? It's starring me, Peter Bales, and right here, Jackie the Joke Man Martin. Please follow us on social media. Search it out. What is it? Me Space. My Space. Your Space. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Doodah, doodah. <laughs>